Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Manunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of King of the Nerds After Buzz After Show. I'm your host Yael Teagle. With me, I've got Curtis Armstrong. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. It is really, really nice to be here. We are talking about、uh, the third season premiere,、yeah. and we've got so much to cover. We've got a lot of different things that happen, and we also are going to be talking to Jacob, who was eliminated. That's right. Our first elimination. Our heartbreaking elimination. It was sad. It was. But that's the way it goes. <laughs>、um, Someone has to go. Yeah.、Um, so first, I want to talk about the way the show opened, because. This was a little different. Yes, it was.、Um, you chose the teams as opposed to them cho- choosing their own teams. That's right. Was there a reason that we're going to get to soon, or is it actually? Be- I can tell you what the reason was exactly. Yeah. I mean, what was nice about it was that we came up with an idea to play with,、um, you know, sort of a Terminator uh,、mm-hmm. uh, parody to, that would just be fun to do. Yeah.、Um, The actual reason for all of that was because we found from the previous two seasons we had this extensive process、mm-hmm. of people. The first night they all get to know each other and they're all sort of maneuvering to get in, you know, onto certain teams、mm-hmm. with certain people for various strategic reasons. And then the actual process of choosing teams, which took. Forever, no matter what we tried to do to speed it up,、mm-hmm. there was no way to speed it up. And we finally decided, you know what? Let's just pick them randomly and take that out of the mix.、Mm-hmm. And that way, we'll and we'll fill in the time. First off, with the opening that you're referring to, and secondly, it gives us a chance to get to know the nerds. Without that,、mm-hmm. it's just going to you know be the nerds being nerds in their natural、yeah. habitat. Yeah. So that was why we did it that way, and we're very happy with it because it means that you just have more time with them.、Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about、um, you running around naked. 
Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Well, this was um, it was a little parody of, mm-hmm. of uh, Terminator, and and what we the real reason for it was not just to give me a chance to run around naked. I was gonna say you just which, wanted to be naked. No, 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 no. no. It was absolutely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. That was not the deal. Yeah. Um, the reason for it was because uh, they thought that um, we needed to find an excuse. Mm-hmm. To not do that. Okay. To not let them, you okay. know, do that. And th- th- someone came up with the idea, well, what if you came in from the future, you and Bobby from the future, and instructed you to not do that? Mm-hmm. And this is how you're going to do it. And that was that was the only thing about it. That was how it came about. I- that we used that as a, a reason. And because we weren't doing the uh, team picking, we had the time to indulge ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, whether it was a smart thing to have Curtis run around without any clothes on... That's still sort of open to discussion. Was that your decision? Well, it was my decision whether I was going to do it or not. It wasn't my. It wasn't my idea. Okay. Um, that was something that we came up with during the course of you know back when we were first starting to develop this season. Okay. Uh, th- that that came up, I think, through through uh, uh, Anthony Carbone and and uh, Charles Walker, who were our showrunners for this mm-hmm. season, and they came up with the idea of doing this Terminator parody. Okay. But it meant me being naked. Yeah. And it, it, they basically said, "Are you up for that?" And I said, "I'm up for anything." And and the tattoo of Bobby on your back. And the tattoo of Bobby on my. Back, yeah. Yes. Um and can we look forward to more nudity this season? No, that's it. <laughs> uh it'll never happen Shucks. again. Uh, that was it was a one-time thing that. Yeah. And um uh so <laughs> Okay. Um all right. I think we we might be getting Jacob calling in soon. Um but before we do, let's talk about our two teams. We've got the blue team or who is House um Huluvu. Huluvu. Yes. Uh we got Lily Ben is it Rachel? Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Okay. Yeah, Rachel. Um, Todd, Thomas, and Caitlin. Right. And um, they are an interesting bunch. Yes, they are. Um, we. I. I want to talk a lot about Caitlin because she, so far, just one episode. I feel like she seems. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? She said it best. She's not a people person. She's yes. She does say that. Yeah. Um the truth about about uh, Caitlin is, I think, that it's not that she's not a people person, mm-hmm. um, but it's difficult for people to be in that environment mm-hmm. and necessarily be a people person all the time. Right. Or have everybody be a people person. And if you go through the previous two seasons, there are people who are clearly people people mm-hmm. and people who are clearly not people people. Yeah. And she is not. She's got uh, her focus. She's got her game mm-hmm. on. She's doing this. She wants to do it right. She wants to do the best she can. She wants to win. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what she is. Yeah. But, you know, as for how she develops over the course of the eight weeks, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that you'll see. I'm so excited. It looks like we have Jacob with us. We do. Hi, Jacob. Hi. Um, how's it going? Uh, you know, all things considered, pretty good. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm really sad about what happened. It was really hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone involved. Yeah, it was difficult for all of us because, mm-hmm. of course, you know the 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 decision 
uh, of the team to 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 vote him into the nerd nerd off mm-hmm. was something which took us as much by surprise as it did Jacob. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, that far. What was that? No, nothing. Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'd like. I'd like to think I was the most surprised. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Jacob was the most surprised person on camera. Mm-hmm. We were not on camera and had the luxury of sort of falling about in shock without people actually watching us do that. Yeah. But we were really surprised. Yeah. Um, I want to know, Jacob, what was going through your head? Because I feel like there were a lot of curse words you wanted to say but didn't. Uh, well, the first thing was just um, like really, really loud circus music. Uh, and then um, it was the Model F in 2001 and then like and then like basically two helicopters crashing into each other Um, and then I remembered where I was and that I hadn't um, soiled myself and then I was like oh this is real this is happening so that what what, what happens in the span of that second is basically a stock footage film inside my own brain so it was kind of like you, you had an Ed Wood movie going on in your head uh, yeah, yeah, very Ed Wood. And you know the part in Adaptation, uh, the, the, the classic, <laughs> classic film Adaptation, yeah. um, starring Nicolas Cage, where you see an orchid, like, grow and die in the span of, like, minutes? Yes. That, that I would, I would say, I am that orchid. Wow. Only, uh, obviously, he is still with us. Right. Although... Right. <laughs> which is one of the wonderful things, also, by the way, that I loved, um, was, uh, in your exit interview... When you said the show will be going on without me, I will be watching from the sidelines. No, actually, I won't be watching from the sidelines. <laughs> I'll be gone. Which was, I mean, it was so wonderful because even though it was some time had elapsed between y- your your leaving and the time that you said that, it was clear that it was still registering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's when I, the number of people that I've spoken to in my life. Uh, well, once when I was when I was announced when they, when it, my, when I was announced that I was going to be on the show, they were like, "Is it really reality TV?" Like, I mean, it seems like a lot of those people are actors, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's very very real. <laughs> this is realist, maybe the realest thing I've ever done." Wow. Yeah. Um, so I know that when you ask for an explanation, which I think is a fair thing to do, and I would have pushed for more, but I'm aggressive and mean, and you seem so much nicer. Um, I when sorry, what was that? No, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, Thomas starts talking, and he's told don't say anything, and I don't know how you didn't punch him <laughs> or punch I, whoever I mean, it was who said yeah. don't say anything. In, in in the moment, I I I felt like any explanation I would have gotten wouldn't really have changed anything. Uh, I was going in. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, and I, it's like, either I make it, and I win the nerd off, and I stay, which means that I don't want these people to say something they can't take back. Yeah. I don't want them to say, we didn't like you, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear that, and then I have to go back and be like, oh, great, so I'm going to, because I, I mean, because the teams were pre-selected, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't get a chance to, I, I didn't know the other team barely at all, like, we had a, a couple we got to hang out in, in the house very briefly. Almost nearly all of my time on the show was working on the Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. um, with just Heather and Amanda and Orient Colby and Jonathan. So I knew them, and I still know them very well. And the other team, I, like, even though we've 
we've kept in something resembling contact, and I saw them last week in the premiere. I, it's still like there's sort of like this this distance between me and the six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want to like infringe on any possible relationship by being like, no, you got to tell me everything you think about me right now in this room, you know. Yeah, you're so much nicer than I am. <laughs> well, see, and I, and I have to say, too, that what you did was something that no one has ever done before. Because, you know, I mean, people respond differently when they get voted into a nerd off. And sometimes they're angry and sometimes they're philosophical about it. What you did was to turn it on to them and say, I'd like a further explanation. That surprised yeah. me because no one ever does that. No one thinks to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, it was like, because, because I don't know if, if it was you or Bobby who asked directly, um, the other team, like, why did you pick Jacob? Mm-hmm. I mean, that always happens in the show. You know, it's always like, give us a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just what they gave me was like, eh, you know, useless. Like, what, what can I, what can I do with, they said I was mysterious. They said it was the heart of the team, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, it was just this bizarre, it was bizarre. Well, uh, you know, here's another thing that I think, which is that what they did was, in their minds, a strategy. Yeah. But it's an interesting strategy, because rather than going like strategy as it is usually on the show, where mm-hmm. people will take out somebody because they have an idea, for example, that the next, uh, that the nerd off is going to be, you know, uh, comic book related. So right. let's get him out because he's too knowledgeable. Right. That. You know, something like that. Uh, instead of that, what they did in your case was this weird sort of, you know, decision to take out somebody who everyone liked. And that was the, the point that somebody who was just, they were going to throw everyone off base. And that was the point of the strategy, mm-hmm. which was really interesting, although. I'm not sure in the long run that it accomplished anything. What do you What do you right. think? Uh, I mean, it's kind of too soon to call. Um, but uh, I, I mean, they, they they even though really they didn't know that much about me because I was only there for a day. Really, um, it was uh, it was clear that because of my personality and my ability to work with others um, and my just. Because like I'm a I'm a I'm a writer and perform and like a, I, I I do I do comedy um and so like and that because of my and my, my my knowledge base is just kind of everything so I was right re- I was ready to dive into anything when when it's announced I don't know if you can see the look on my face when we're told that we're building a Rip Goldberg machine I if if you if you can't tell my face is all right I'll get him on the next one because this is not my thing mm-hmm. um I'm not a uh, I, I was I was a I went to art school for two years and I was in the um, writing department, which basically means that I'm not good with my hands and I'm not good with computers. Um, <laughs> and that's where they put the rest of you. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, so I was just like, all right, let's see, let's see how this goes. Hopefully I, I make a good enough impression that if we lose, then I won't be, uh, kicked out. And if we win, then uh, I get to, I get to do another thing, but, uh, I don't know, I don't have to tell you how that turned out. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your nerd off. Um, yeah. How how much did you prepare, and when you did, did you think that you had it? Did you think, like, okay, I've got enough that I should be okay? Um, so, we're told that it's anime, mm-hmm. um, which is my... I like to think of myself as someone who, as far as nerd culture is concerned, has, like, hands in everything. Like, comic books, of course, 
um, TV and movies are right up there, and then we've got, you know, uh, science and history and art and literature and general culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the trivia that I write for my trivia night is much more pop culture heavy. Um, uh, movies and sports and um, music, but then I hear it's anime, and that is, if I had any nerdy blind spot, that is definitely it. Like, good God. Like, I, 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 I was a big fan of the show. I watched the previous two seasons, and whenever there's a trivia nerd off, I knew, I'd say 90% of the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, depending on, I mean, the comic book one in season one, I knew all of those questions before they were given the multiple choices, and I was like, I would have, I would have, but but then we're told that it's anime, and I, I mean, I know, I I've, I love Dragon Ball. That's like one of my favorite things. But that's like the only thing, the only anime that I've read all the way, a manga rather, um, that I've read all from beginning to end. Every, and everything else is like, all right, if there's any questions that aren't about Dragon Ball, this is a definite crapshoot. <laughs> and there was, so that was nice. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, I want to talk about destroying the city because that looked so fun. Um, yeah, was it? <laughs> was it, was. it everything no, you wanted? It was. Um, there's one thing that I did that unfortunately didn't make it to air. Um, that I that I want to make it very. So um, I've been <laughs> getting a lot of tweets and other attention about um, what what has been called the worst pool shot in human history. Yeah. Um, yeah, when when we're hanging out uh, before the throne room, mm-hmm. um, just playing pool, and I scratch on a break, which no human should ever have to experience. <laughs> uh, but uh, and so um, during at one point during the, the first stage when we're destroying the city, I pick up one entire skyscraper and I hold it like a pool cue and I use it to very daintily knock a helicopter um, off the top of the skyscraper. And just to be clear, I nailed it. So. <laughs> I'm not as terrible. No. I'm not as terrible. That, that's, I like to think of that as my character arc for this season. <laughs> you know what? And I I would like to say that I, I think, I would like to think that even someone like Minnesota Fats scratched occasionally. So, you, I... I, I on it, a break, though? On a break? Okay, maybe not on a break. But, but you know, it was... I have to say that, you know, there was a degree of, of, of emphasis for comic uh, relief in that in that moment. But... I know, it's a comedy show. Got it. Yeah. 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 I, knew, I knew. As soon as I did that, and the cameras were pointed at the table, I was like, "That's gonna." Yeah. <laughs> but what you didn't know was that it was going to be it was going to be matched up with your comment about tonight. We're just going to play, which is yeah. the great setup for the scratch. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I liked that, that was included as well because that was. I mean, my I've, and I've said this, but I've never clicked with so many people so quickly like 11 people that I've never met I've known them for literally hours even the people that I really get a chance to talk to on, on the blue team um, and I just felt really comfortable talking to these people at anything like Todd and I played the same esoteric superhero multi massive multiplayer role playing game um, City of Heroes for a long time on the same server for years <laughs> wow um, and it was great to meet someone oh you played on Freedom oh we never encountered each other. Or maybe we did. You know, there's a chance that Todd and I, that we teamed up. Um, in a different life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a virtual life. Um, but, no, and I, and I was, and I really, uh, even just before we knew who had won Rube Goldberg, I was dreading, like, man, who do I want to, who do I want to kick out of here? Mm-hmm. Just kidding, it was Caitlin. It was always Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caitlin! Hey, our friggin' one, man. Like, come on. <laughs> I, 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 I've, now that I've spent a bit more time with Caitlin, like at the premiere party, 
Um, we sort of get where we stand with each other, but I would say Caitlin and I are the two most grievously mismatched people on the show. Maybe Caitlin and Ori are more different, but mm. like me and Caitlin, and we live in the same area, and we've never hung out. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's in Redwood City, right? And you're in Oakland. I'm in Oakland, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Bay Area. Sorry. Um, no, uh, yeah. Hella hyphy, all up in here. Yeah. Sorry, San Francisco over yeah, here. That's yeah. okay. Had to. Um, I want to talk about you using your tail to smash cities because that was that was wonderful. I'm glad that that was kept in because uh, yeah. that was how could he, it not? Well, you missed his shooting the helicopter off. I think I think that was strictly a matter of too much time to set it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was a, it was a it was it was a timing thing. Yeah. Whereas the the use of the yeah tail was just uh, awesome and the backflip also or the flip onto your back mm-hmm. which was oh the the, the yeah. pass out yeah, yeah the pass out that was yeah. pretty I, awesome i went i went full buster keaton on there you I sure like, did <laughs> you yeah. sure did that was some that was some excellent that was some my that was you know that's physical comedy and that's really what the 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 thing was that's really what um what that nerd off was, was oh absolutely physical. yeah i wish i could have gotten to stomp that bridge it would have just i it would my my destroying that bridge would have been Ten seconds, me jumping into the air, me lying in that pool. <laughs> um, so before we let you go, I want to know, the moment that you left, who did you want to win? I mean, like, that's such a tricky question. Because, like, I mean, I, 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 if we're talking in the moment, mm-hmm. I can't I can't tell you. I don't know. Just because the whole thing has been marred by, I mean, we... The whole thing's taped. I know exactly what happens, and I can't really say mm. anything about there being some sort of bias on it. Um, I wanted someone from my team to win, uh, yeah. just because they. I, I felt you know unbetrayed, but like I don't know. I would have pegged Colby to go all the way. I would have pegged uh, um, Jonathan, Heather, and Amanda. I think all four of them really had it in them. And then Ori was also there, but uh, <laughs> sorry, bro. Um, I hope. Yeah, but no, I I think I think that um, that my whole team was made up of really strong, competitive, intelligent, powerful people, and uh, any one of them, I would have been happy to see them. If it, it's like if I go out first and one of them goes all the way, then it's like my sacrifice is worth it to help them make it all the way there. That's so sweet. Well, it's yeah. and it's the reason why everybody was sort of brokenhearted because mm-hmm. you do get and they did get from relatively little time with him mm-hmm. um, that they got a sense of of who he was and the kind of good decent you know fair person that he was mm-hmm. as part of it all which is not exactly the not exactly the best personality type for reality television if this has proven anything no that's well <laughs> well I think you know again let me emphasize I think under under normal conditions you absolutely were right I mean, there was no reason for you to suppose that you were going to get voted into the nerd off mm-hmm. based yeah. on every standard that we can imagine. When when it came up and we were watching off camera, when it came up that that was going to be the decision, we were just, I mean, we were freaked and upset because we had been counting on having you around for a while so we could use you for your comments which are always delightful mm-hmm. um and it was also such a strange strategy to take yeah. out somebody 
you know, like just arbitrarily yeah. to freak people out it was a strange, <laughs> a strange way of approaching it. Um, but, uh, but it's because Jacob is who Jacob is. I mean, you know, you see it in the show yeah. and I- I- everything that he does, you get a sense of what a nice person this is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think there were a lot of people, you know, who regretted it. No, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking. Cold to comfort, us. I'm sure, but that's yeah, that's my uh, my thought. I got you. Got to take what you can get. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, hang on one yeah. second, if I may. Yeah, of course. Um, now, Jacob, you're doing uh, San Francisco Sketchfest. Am I correct? I am. Yes. Could you say something about that? Yeah, quickly? plug your stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm in a sketch comedy group. Uh, we're called Don't Watch This Show Live. Um, I've been a member of them for about a, a little over a year. Um, uh, and we will be performing at the Eureka Theater on Tuesday, February 3rd at 8 p.m. as a part of the San Francisco Sketch Fest, the, the uh, comedy festival. This mm-hmm. is our third year in the festival. Um, many I will be performing in many of the sketches. I've written a number of them. Uh, it's very disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, no, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a blast. It's our it's our best sketches in the last year. Um, wow! And I'm I'm very proud to be a part of this group. Um, it's, they're one of my fa- they're some of my favorite people, and it's gonna be a great show. Excellent. So yeah, if you can make it out, um, February third at the Eureka Theater in, in San Francisco. Great, and uh, give us your Twitter handle so people can follow you if they're not already. Um, I I'm at Jacob S Rubin. Uh, um, like my first name, my last name, and then my middle initial S <laughs> right back to in the middle. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. I'm also that on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Same name? Well, same thing. Jacob S. Rubin. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. We Thanks um we will see you around. Yes. All right. Great to talk to you <laughs> again. Good season, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Before we uh, move on, I'm going to take a moment to thank our fans for tuning in and listening and streaming and downloading and all that good stuff. Um. We are so thankful, and we ask you guys to do one very simple thing for us. Go onto iTunes, rate, and review this show. Also, subscribe. So, two things. Subscribe, then rate and review the show. If you Actually, three things. Yeah. You, no. <laughs> oh, I was so excited to hear what the third thing was. No. Yeah. All right. So, go on there. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, I don't know how you've made it this long, but give us four stars and leave a comment uh, letting us know what we're doing well, what we could do, be doing better. Because of your amazing comments and rate tings and reviews that those are words um we get awesome guests we get curtis here to host with me and we get all of the cast members so it's you guys where it's you do it okay let's talk about the show okay let's talk about the show let's talk about the nerd war okay um so who comes up with the challenges well we've had we've had uh we've had a couple of people come up with our with challenges we had one one group come up uh, with them in the first season. Mm-hmm. The second season, we got picked up so late that they had already committed to another show, so we wound up getting more people to come in mm-hmm. to to uh, support us. So we've got an entire crew of, uh, of people who are in charge of developing the Challenges. nerd wars <laughs> and nerd offs. Oh. And uh, they... It's a such a long process because they wind up starting with uh, coming up with the idea, mm-hmm. you know, which means going through all of nerd culture and finding an area that we haven't touched on yet. Wow. And then, you know, building something around that. Mm-hmm. And then 
uh, and then testing it. And they have to do all of the testing. And one of our people in the in the uh, challenge department is Genevieve Pearson, who from was season one. from season one and was now working at Five by Five Media last season wow. on the show behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And this year was uh, upgraded to the challenge department and so in addition to her other stuff so yeah. she was one of the people doing and what she will do is get a challenge and then she'll contact some other nerds from previous seasons who are local so she'll get some you know Ivan or Joshua or, or, wow. or Mujige or Virgil people who were you know around yeah. here have them come in and they run through the thing so we've actually had Nerds from season one helping to see, make sure that everything is. You see, this is the thing: is we want to make sure everything is not too hard, mm-hmm. but not too easy. Right. And so it's 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 a it's a fair you know thing. And the the legal issues, you know, making sure that everything is on you mm-hmm. know uh, above board and all. Every uh, you know, it's enormously complicated. It takes a long time to do it, mm-hmm. and they've been doing it now. Uh, uh, for for last season and this season, and uh, they're just constant. It's constant work. They are because you know, they have to build them. They, right. You know, it, it's a it's a mad mad business. But that is so cool. Um, but there's a whole separate group of people who do that, and uh, they're not ideas that we come up with. Okay, and uh, and the Rube Goldberg, yeah. actually was something that we came up with for season one. We we initially wanted to do Rube Goldberg uh, for that first season, and there was a reason why it didn't work, and I can't remember what it is now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was just the sheer finding a room that was right and so on in on that set, which was a different set yeah. from the one we have the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, it didn't happen. Um, but when they were coming up with ideas, again, we had relatively little time to develop all this mm-hmm. stuff. And somebody said, what about the Rube Goldberg challenge? And so they revisited that and figured out a way they could do it. And we had room for it and away it went. That's a great awesome. idea. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the Rube Goldberg, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm of an age where, you know, even when I was little, I knew mm-hmm. what a Rube Goldberg machine was. Right. And so for me, I thought it was just awesome. And of yeah. course, the way both of the teams, uh, approached it was, Remarkable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a. It was a great, great, uh, you know, way of. I, I, I just thought they both did a great job. <laughs> it was really awesome, and the stories that they had. It was just. Know, yeah. It was so clever and so creative, and I. And it wasn't just build a thing. It was build a thing, make it work, make it interesting, right, and then present it. Yeah, which is so much better than just make a thing. Okay, you did it. Yay. Yeah, and you had three amazing judges. Yes, we did. Um, we had Adam uh, Sadowski. Yeah. We had Danica um, McKellen. Yes, McKellen. And Michael McMillan. Mm-hmm. Um, which I so cute to see the nerds like nerding out. It's my over favorite. The it's one of my favorite things when we when we bring out when we're introducing the people, mm-hmm. and it's always been this way because you yeah. know they know these people, right? You know, there are maybe people at home who might not know who mm-hmm. they are. Um, but you know, uh, for for nerds, these are, people are way up in their radar. Yeah, and uh, so for them, they were just so excited. You know, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, so fun, and to see the judges excited about 
the stuff too. It's just well, it's so odd. Yeah, you know, I mean, Danica is you know, brilliant, writes math books mm-hmm. for young people, and and Michael does in addition to being an actor is right. also a, is also a comic book author, and uh, uh, Adam is actually that's his yeah that's his uh, wheelhouse mm-hmm. is you know uh, Rube Goldberg machines, but uh, the other two are nerds in utterly other areas who just find it cool and then the nerds who are competing yeah. are all excited because these people are showing up in an unexpected mm-hmm. capacity which is kind of yeah. nice I, that's what i love about the show is that it's it's not just here are nerds doing things and right. then here are nerds doing nerdy things it's it's here are nerds doing nerdy things for other nerds yes and everyone's getting excited I know. all together everybody's all in the same boat mm-hmm. the executive producers the other executive producers five by five people yeah John, those people are the biggest nerds i've ever met <laughs> but they're also executive producers mm-hmm. right they they executive produce other shows survivor among yeah. them you know so they've had a lot of experience but Underneath, they're also nerds, mm-hmm. and they can talk Star Wars or Pac-Man or anything else with you mm-hmm. until you know the cows come home. Yeah. So everybody is, it turns out, to have this nerd inside them on the show. Yeah. Um, usually worn on uh, their sleeve. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so that's that that is one of the things that's really delightful. Yeah. About it. Um, all right. The last thing we had was the, the nerd off, which we talked a little bit about. Right. We were a little heartbroken. Yes. Nerdzilla is what you guys Nerdzilla, called it. Nerdzilla, yes. Um, Our bad puns are legion. Nerdzilla. I mean, you yeah. know, nevertheless, that's what it was. Yeah. No, I bad puns are a really important part of nerddom. Here's the funny thing about the Nerdzilla challenge. When I first went to a meeting uh, at 5x5 five five before it mm-hmm. was even settled... And it was pitched to me, this idea of them in, you know, Japanese monster suits yeah. destroying little, little Tokyo. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, my God, you mean One Crazy Summer? Because a movie that I did mm-hmm. back in the 80s, 1985, with the Savage Steve Holland movie, the second one we did with John Cusack, mm-hmm. has a scene where Bobcat Goldthwaite gets stuck in a Godzilla outfit <laughs> And winds up destroying a small town, uh, you know, yeah. uh, in front of a group of Japanese investors. It's mm-hmm. a it's a model for a model right. neighborhood, um, and it was just this moment in that movie. And mm-hmm. I thought that they were ripping it off, or you know, doing yeah. a tip of the hat right. about it. It turns out they hadn't seen Better Off Dead. It was just an idea they came up with. I said, well, that's just weird. Because yeah. people are going to assume that I had something to do with that, but I didn't. Well, you should take credit for it. Okay, I will. Yeah. I did. It was my idea. Well, it was a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. And and we end our, our show with um, with you guys, of course, killing off... You and Bobby like to kill the eliminated contestants. Yeah, I don't know, because we really like them. I don't know why we do that, but we do do that. It's become a tradition on the show, and it's often a punchline um, that works really well for whoever is going out. Yeah, it was adorable. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and then we have. I'm sorry. We're all going to have to move past this. Jacob has done that. I disagree. I'm (laughs) fine. I'm. (laughs) 
I'm, uh, I mean, you know, I, I can't say it often enough. You know, he was a great, great contestant mm-hmm. and we loved, ha- but we did love having Ori too. Yeah. And this is the thing is that we become attached to everybody. Right. And it's, especially for me, it's very hard to see any of them go. Mm-hmm. And I always get weepy at the end. Yeah. So. Well, and, and this, are we going to have more, uh, throughout this season of you and Bobby from the future coming back? Is that going to continue? I would have no way of knowing that, would I? Okay. Um, <laughs> not even going to bother. Um, <laughs> I just, I, uh, I'll say this, not as a question, as a how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I, first off, I'm dying to know what it is that we're trying to avoid happening mm-hmm. that resulted in you coming back naked. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And maybe why Bobby was fully dressed? Nah. You, that, that didn't even come into it. It's no. just the naked part. Yeah. I just okay. want to know why. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just, I just want to know why. I'll tell you what I will tell you. And yeah. this is all I will tell you. Okay. By the time you and I gather around these microphones for the final episode, mm-hmm. all will be explained. Uh-huh. Including the pickle. Okay. That's, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. All will be explained. Awesome. I can say no more. <laughs> Great. On that note, let us head into predictions. Uh-oh. See, this is a dangerous area. Yeah. Where's my sound cue? There it is. <laughs> okay, so you can't predict. Um, so I can. Fine. Predict. But I, I, I won't. <laughs> okay, then. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's difficult because, I mean, you yeah. know, it's like when you ask Jacob about who, you know, at that moment. Right. You know, once you once you put that out there, then people tend to think, oh, that's, mm. you know, there's some yeah. clue or something like that. But tell me what you, okay. I, I will, I will not, um, I will not say yay or nay, but why okay. don't you go ahead and predict? I, I will. I will. Um, all right. I, uh, so it's really hard to predict based on the first episode, especially because of the way it resulted with Jacob, where everyone was like, why, why is this happening? Yeah. So there, it's, at this point, I can't tell you who I think is gonna win, but I will tell you that I think Caitlin is gonna go far. Um, I definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna say I think, um, the the fact that the entire team voted against Ori is going to be some great drama next week, because if I were Ori, I would be angry. That that's a censored version of how I'd react. Yeah. Um, and I think um, I think just because we're in the third season and we've had two female kings, I think we're going to have a third one. And next season, you guys are going to have to learn to change the name of the show. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's an interesting uh, thing. We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. I, I think a woman is going to win it again. Okay. But I I don't think it's going to be Caitlin. She's just going to go far. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Okay. I like that. Awesome. I like that prediction. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell the people at home where they can find you online, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Um, actually, I'm not on Instagram. I am on um on uh twitter however Mm -hmm. and you can find me there uh curtis's booger oh um that is that uh, that's my (laughs) twitter handle and uh you can also find robert carradine there Mm -hmm. uh unsurprisingly bobby is lewis so (laughs) what that's shocking yeah Mm -hmm. um also uh everyone can watch you every friday night nine o'clock on tbs on king of the nerds 
That's right. For the next uh, seven weeks, mm-hmm. Friday night, nine o'clock. Yeah. King of the Nerds awesome. on TBS. Very funny. Yes. And of course, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. Uh, there you'll find all the other shows I do here at AfterBuzz, which is a lot. Also, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+. I do a lot of social media. Um, at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And we will see you next week right here with the next eliminated guest. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 